podcast where we turn those NBA iMessage rants into actual conversations. I'm your host, Neil Bhattacharya. Joining me are my co-hosts, Karna Sarkar, Moina Gangopathai. And today we have a special guest joining us, Nikhil Ramanathan, one of uh, Moinak and I's friends from college and also fellow LeBron hater, thanks to Karno. Um, Nikhil, why don't you go ahead and give yourself a little intro. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, what's up, fellas? Long time, long time listener of the pod, uh, first time participant. Excited to uh, excited to be here and get get some of these NBA takes off my chest. Um, as Neil mentioned, I'm I'm an avid LeBron hater. Uh, like, have been described as as he has you know a penthouse worth of free real estate in my head. Um, hate the guy pretty much about everything he does. So uh, we'll get into that in a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Um, and I'm I hail from the Bay Area, so I'm uh, kind of a manic Warriors fan. Whether it's positive, negative, I'm you know, constantly airing out my thoughts on, on Twitter about the Warriors. So yeah, uh, no, nobody can see obviously, but we're on video right now and he's got a fresh Warriors hat on. So fresh Warriors hat on, <laughs> coming off a nice win. Um, not really nice, but we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, I mean, Steph, Steph Curry is, is pretty much my God and idol. And uh, that's kind of, that's, those are kind of my NBA biases right off, right off the bat. Lovely. Welcome, yeah. Rams. We needed Good to even this out. We definitely had to even out the LeBron hate. I mean, when I saw Neil and Moynock were both on a podcast talking about NBA, I was I was, I was frightened at the amount of LeBron <laughs> hate. That there was be. It, is, uh, <laughs> it, it is disgusting at times hearing all the, the, the blasphemy that comes out of their mouth about LeBron. But Carno, you've been holding down the fort pretty well, so, so I appreciate that. I wouldn't say well. There's some blasphemy that comes out of his mouth. Too. <laughs> it's all true. It's all true. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's great to have you on, Rams. I mean, I I needed this. Happy, 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 happy NFL uh, playoffs. Happy yeah. NFL Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. NFL Saturday, and also, I mean, for the for the people that like MMA, huge, huge fight tonight. Um, Ghana versus Ghana. Yeah, Ghana versus Ghana. So I'll be watching that instead of maybe an NFL game. Uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. But yeah, great, great weekend of sports. Uh, yeah, what have you guys been watching? I've been watching. Um, obviously, a lot of NBA wild card weekend was crazy. Actually, it wasn't that crazy. It was yeah, a lot of blowout wins, man. It was blowout, like yeah. yeah, it was honestly point. worse worse than I expected. Like the the Chiefs or the the Patriots Bills game was something that I thought was going to be close, like you know, hard fought, grinded out battle, but then just an absolute domination. The state of people here in Boston was was not happy, to say the least. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> I, bet. I, mean, I I felt bad for the Patriots because Mac Jones is he played lights out this year, and to see that happen in this final game, it's always that's what you're gonna be remembered for. You're like your last game, your freshman or rookie year, and that that was sad. Here's the thing about the NFL, man. It's so hard to win games back, like beat the same team twice. It's the same way it works in college football, like the national championship with with Georgia winning. It's always the other team that loses in the regular season that comes back. It's like they always have a have vengeance on their mind, you know? No, yeah. no, that was injuries. That was Alabama. You can't beat Alabama without his first string receiver, second string receiver, all their defensive, uh, all their uh, reserve running backs, and like three of their offensive linemen. Alabama is just a god that like had to be like Thanos lost three of his uh, his rings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I get your point there about injuries, but you I mean you line up, you play who you have in front of you. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think to my next point, beating a team twice is is not easy. And that's kind of why I bet on Georgia, to be fair. <laughs> um, reeling us back into the NBA a little bit. It's been a little bit of drama uh, in LA, like there always is with the Russ benching. And then now people are coming after Vogel's throat. But like, dude, like Neil and I were just watching some of the highlights from the Pacers game the last last night. And it was like, dude, I don't know how good Vogel's lineups are. Um, Sabonis was just boning them left and right just yeah. like off the pick and roll and uh you know it, they just didn't have a defensive lineup to to stop them in clutch time and then Car- our, our guy Karis Levert dropped 22 in the fourth quarter which was impressive but broke the record for uh most fourth quarter points by Indiana Pacer Reggie Miller's record is broken by Karis Levert Karis is cold man yeah. he is a he's a bucket like that that dude can really play and I'm like surprised given that he had so much injury history in college yeah. and he's producing on this level. I know that like KD and Kyrie really wanted him to stay in Brooklyn. And it's good that it's good that he's showing out like good, good for Michigan. Shout out. It is for sure. Um, what else have you guys been, uh, been falling? Definitely been some uh, rising teams and some, uh, and some falling teams for sure. Um, um, in the long season. 
Yeah, I actually watched, uh, like, there are a couple of games I watched. I just want to give a quick shout out to the team that we all are supposed to support, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, two big wins. Uh, you know, we, we were awful, but two big wins. We beat Sacramento, we beat Toronto. So That should be directed to Moynihan. I don't know if a Sacramento Kings and a Toronto Raptors can be considered big wins, but... Well, I for mean, us. For us, that's we are fair, awful. Fair. Uh, and I mean, Sacramento, saw... we were down. Kate, Kate has been balling, actually. He's been balling. To, to his credit, I was a big... I was a big like it started off as a joke, but I was a big Cade Bust guy. And nah, after yeah. seeing him in a couple of games, he's he's actually pretty good. Yeah. He's a step I mean, slow. I will say maybe he's like you know half a step slower than no, what I'd want from the the talent pool of of a of a first round pick. But he's smart. He makes up for it. And he's, he's smart. And he's, he's pretty solid. Yeah. He he can, he can shoot. He can shoot the mid range, and he plays at his own pace, which is like something that reporters throw out there all the time. But yeah. I think he really it really does like function for k like he, he he's able to like see the floor and and make make good decisions so Talk, talking about players playing at their own pace dude luca and the mavs you know come in uh they, they've been kind of hot recently they, they got a good win over the mavs and and uh or over the, sorry over the over the grizzlies and like that was a pretty big matchup um this past week but uh Fair. the grizzlies didn't have desmond bain or dylan brooks or a lot of those players hey so. grizzlies, yeah, but- I'm, not, I'm not i don't want to shit on the grizzlies like they they're uh you know, they've been really impressive too. So Joining the job bandwagon. Yeah. Later uh, on this they, podcast, we're going to talk about, um, you know, uh, people that we're going to apologize to. Get into apologies. It. Yeah. I refuse to apologize to the Mavs team, that team. I still believe that they're not great. And I'm going <laughs> to stick with that one. Dude, as much yeah, as, yeah. as much shade as we give the Chris stops, like, dude, the guy has a great PER and like, he's actually, he's actually been balling to help out uh, Luca. They don't, they don't work together though. Like they actually I just, don't. Yeah. I mean, Kristaps is Kristaps is good on you know, pick and pop, but I think when you give the ball to him, dump it down, he doesn't have post moves. He just yeah. he just There's tries no to back down and then shoot over. It's 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 kind of ugly when you see. I saw him trying to back down Chris Paul the other day, and he shot a rust brick it off the top of the backboard. Like <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that when you have a, like a seven eight inch height difference over someone. Uh, Rams, I mean, on this podcast, I've been very critical. Like, I'm a big proponent of centers or big men that can, like, you know, play in the post. So when you say that, <laughs> music to my ears because I mean, there's another player that we can talk about later that does the same thing. Oh, we're gonna talk yeah. about him because I yeah. wholeheartedly um, disagree with that take, but we'll talk about him. Uh, oh, I have stats to prove it. Don't don't worry. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, what else? Um, there are other couple of games that uh, there's Milwaukee versus Memphis, which is a good game. Again, Memphis was out, but uh, like Giannis is MVP this year. Yeah. I, I don't know what other people are thinking whoa so, hey i don't i don't think I, maybe Jokic, I, but i don't think like i think it's, it's a Giannis lock now probably one of the two right Giannis yeah I, I agree i think it's Giannis, Giannis, and Jokic neck and neck and i think yeah that memphis that memphis milwaukee game was pretty significant i think those right now are the two hottest teams in the nba and i think milwaukee has has kind of had a lot of people out and and their rotations have been kind of up and down in the beginning of the year but when they're healthy i think they they are still the number one team to beat i don't I don't think you can discount them. I think they're clearly the championship favorites right now. And they've had a bunch of really good wins over the last two weeks. I mean, they smoked my Warriors. They they beat the Grizzlies who are who are surging right now and they just beat the Bulls yesterday. Like the Bucks are looking back to being dangerous. Hey, I will say that I feel like the MVP race is like hotter than it's ever been just because Giannis is coming off of one. So you can always assume that he's going to get a second one given like the recency bias. Coming off of two, no? Two. He has two. He had two. I Holy think, shit. Those were, that was a while ago too. Like last <laughs> yeah. year's Jokic. Yeah. That, like he's had a, a, a three-peat. I mean, yeah, well, 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 if you look at it that way, like could you give it to Jokic again? Is Giannis up for his third, which is crazy. But then – if Steph didn't have like his fall off in like the past two weeks, very well could have been in that race too. And then, yeah, I mean, I feel like he'll he'll have another surge and he'll be back in the race. He's not going to fall off. Yeah. So the thing about Steph, and we can talk about this more in depth later when we talk about the Warriors. Is like Steph is great. Steph is fantastic. He's not having his greatest season to be fair. Uh, he's he's had a better year. The thing about the Warriors is like when I think of like the most valuable players, like all right, like the value over a replacement stat. If you take him out. Uh, like the Warriors are still okay. They're not great, uh, but like ah. they can still survive. Whereas like, like, like Draymond, assuming Draymond still like Clay still there, and you got Jordan, like they will still have a fighting chance against teams. Whereas if you take ah. like if you take a Jokic out, like the team goes statistically from the best to the worst in the league. If you take at Giannis, like again, similar concept. Like Steph is good, but like that team is such a good team. The Warriors are such a good team that like it's not dependent solely on one player. It's dependent around maybe three or four. But it's a good team, whereas these other teams are like good individuals carrying a team. 
I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, I mean, Steph has the highest plus minus in the league right now and seeing the Warriors team without Steph on the floor, it's, it's ugly offense. It's, it's pretty disgusting. And I will say with Steph in, you know, Draymond being out is a huge factor. Totally agree. But I think without Steph, this team is hardly a, a, a play in team. Here's the reason though, right? Why, why Steph's had a little bit, okay. I, I wouldn't even call it like a slump, but just he's not shooting 40% plus from three point range. It's because when he crosses half court, teams are literally mobbing him and, and, you know, it, it's kind of trying to force to get the ball out of his hands. And then he has to do all his magic, trying to work around and, and play off the ball even more than, than just playing the true point guard position. Um, yeah. So I think that's yeah, definitely part of it. Yeah, I'll get into it a little bit later. But yeah, I'm I'm like obviously me being a Detroit fan, like defense is very strong in my heart. So I'm (laughs) I'm ignoring what Moynak may say about Steph's defense. Um, I think um, like I I I like that like the double, and that's just that's a personal bias of mine. But uh, anyway, yeah, the Warriors are a great team. I think like it's great. Uh, Other teams are not great teams, but um, you know they they rely on a single great player. Um, That was my take. Anyway, um, other games. uh, Yeah, we can get to midseason apologies, but. um, Let's highlight a couple other games like Minnesota face Atlanta, Cleveland, Chicago, Cleveland, Brooklyn. Um, so a lot of good games going on. Uh, but let's talk about something that um, so this podcast, we're about eight episodes in. Uh, we've we've all grown up as uh, hosts of the pod <laughs> and learning a little bit more about our takes. So we had some pretty brutal takes early on in the year. Um, we, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of teams that we were very critical. So I'd like to take this time to apologize to the fans, to the teams, to the fan bases, to the players, whatever. Uh, but take this time and apologize to some of them. So I'm going to give Neil the floor to talk about two people wow. that he decided he needs to apologize to. <laughs> first, uh, I'll start. I'll start because I think on the first episode, I said that I don't know why he's a top 10 draft pick because he was awful for Michigan. But uh, he wasn't awful, but he was awful in March Madness. Uh, Franz Wagner, the better brother, uh, obviously, clearly. He is uh, very much deserving of an apology. He's been killing it. He's probably top five in rookie of the year. He's definitely uh, first all team for rookies. Uh, just all around great player. Definitely apologize to him. Uh, I did not see this coming. But actually, no, I won't say but. He's a, he's a great player. He's a great player. I hope he continues to succeed. Um, second one. I don't know why I was thrown into, I have always liked him. Seriously. I've always liked him. <laughs> no, you have not. I have. I truly have. I think, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. No, you have I think, been, you've I think been he's like him. the emotional support for this team. I think he's probably like second most important to the team. I just don't like some, some, some of the things he does. He's grown <laughs> up now. Uh, Draymond green. Great. great. Damn straight. You apologize to him. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect. I, I don't know if you can see Neil, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah i love it matt barnes uh, and then KD. matt barnes katie draymond green flipping off the camera yeah. <laughs> even, though his, even though his stats don't show it he's like extremely important to a to a con, like a consistent playoff team uh he not only does he mentor like the the, the rookies that come in he's just like he's just a high iq player like a, a, he's a great 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 dude um of recent of recent he's a really good dude he's like grown up a lot I, I like all his takes off the court too like he's he's been rubbing me the right way recently so you guys see when uh you guys see when he stood up to tom brady and said that playing quarterback is not harder than playing uh playing yeah, an 82 game not. nba season especially got not. some wild takes he's got it's some not. no but that was a good take that was a good take that was a good take yeah he stood up to brady yeah. like that that's great i mean yeah. stand up to brady it's good for him yeah michigan state product love that guy also, no, like I, the way Tom Brady plays quarterback, yeah, it's not, it's not as well. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, Neil, Neil, totally agree with you. I think on the second part, obviously, you know, have massive love for Draymond Green. But on the first part, I mean, I didn't think Franz was going to be that great of an NBA player either. And it's kind of crazy that I know Suggs has been hurt and kind of up and down, but he's been better than Jalen Suggs. And Suggs was their their first draft pick. Um, it's yeah, funny Franz that – producing. It's yeah. funny that his brother is on the team too. Like Mo, <laughs> Mo is just it's, there it's, causing it's, trouble. It's crazy because like the magic is just the wasteland for all the gunky looking white guys from Michigan, the foreigner <laughs> foreigner white guys. Like they've got Brusdakis, they've got Mo Wagner, and now they've got Franz Wagner. <laughs> it's just all like the hateable white guys from Michigan that end up on the magic. <laughs> At least like one or three had to work out well. So I'm glad it was Franz. I mean, I Brusdakis, if it was him, I would be so angry. That guy sucks. <laughs> Dude, he, the de- he's a death eater, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Mornak, how about you? Um, you right. were not as critical, although you had some stupid takes this year. But... <laughs> Just calling it out right there. Jeez. Stafford Defensive Player of the Year, man. No, okay, I'm sorry. So, uh, all right. Um, I'm going to start with Giannis. Okay, obviously, like, I get it. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. But this is, this is my take pre-championship. Because my, my whole theory was, if you can't shoot from more than 17 feet out, defenses should figure you out. And it should be a way to stop him. That was not the case. He was literally the, the cheat code to, to winning game straight against the Suns um, in, the, in the NBA Finals. Just his tenacity, effort on the floor, both defensively, offensively, getting his teammates involved. This is probably one of the best finals performances ever. And that's, and that's tough for me to say because I think Dwayne Wade had the best finals performance ever <laughs> in 06. So honestly, like I, I think my, my whole theory was, and because I'm such a big LeBron fan, is that your versatility is, is what wins you games. And because Giannis lacked that versatility um, from, from a shooting and, and true shooting standpoint, uh, I, I thought I was, you know, I was really harsh on him. Fast forward uh, eight months, and here we are, and, and the Bucks are in the position that they're in. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal. So, apologies to Giannis. Uh, second player here, which I know I know the group here loves, is is Lamelo because Lamelo. Um, you know, I was always thought I always thought he was going to be like a ten to fifteen point guy, and then he'll always get ten assists and seven rebounds or something. And you know, that's great especially, you know, if your team is winning, but I, I didn't think I'd see him take the next level up and, and start dropping 20 pot, 20 point, 25 point piece games. And he has that ability and the, what the Hornets are 25 and 20 or something right now. They're, they're, they're threat in the East for sure. Like defensively, I, I don't know. They're probably still a little challenged, but uh, thinking about the, the, the momentum that they have right now and how instrumental Lamel has been to that. It, it's uh it's definitely an apology worth, uh, worth mentioning. Yeah, I mean, I, I never thought, like, I'm not a fan of the Ball Brothers by any means, but uh, I always thought LeBron or LaMelo was more show than actual substance. And, uh, you know, he, he's more than that. He might be, like, averaging, like, he could be one of those, um, like, what, 2010 and 10. level player. Yeah, 2010 and 10 player later in his Dude, career. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, I think the, the fact that there was like drama with LaMelo in high school, like he dropped out, played in like what Australia for a couple of years. Like he wasn't even yeah, playing yeah. in the best league outside the NBA. So I had no clue. I thought, I thought LaMelo was going to be a bust as well, but he's wildly proven me wrong. I think he's a really, really good player. I'm glad that he's not listening to his dad either. Like the fact yeah. that like um, LaVar Ball has been so out of the spotlight is he's probably really quiet, best for yeah. them. Yeah, it's it's probably best for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Probably focus on Angel's career. Yeah. Lamelo's got mad drip. That dude. That dude. Yeah. That dude's got style. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll get to me. Um. So there. I want to hear the first one. Come on. The first one is. Uh, <laughs> so because I am, uh, I'm a Detroit fan, but in Chicago, I obviously hate the Chicago Bulls, and um, I was critical of them early on. They had their two wins against the Detroit Pistons. I was like, all right, that means nothing. Uh, they beat the Pistons. It's it, it it's a two and zero start fine but um it i did i was not hard on i was not easy on them um i didn't think like the lonzo point guard experience would work uh but it did uh he's a very unselfish player he's learned to take his role as the third uh cog in the machine and uh he's a fantastic defender the guy clogs the middle of the floor like if if lamel or lonzo's on the court you're not getting to the middle of the floor um from the perimeter which is fantastic uh dermar derozan um, MVP candidate. I didn't think I, I knew DeMar was going to be good. I've been a big DeMar guy because Toronto, I'm a Canadian, you know, I like that. Uh, but uh, I didn't think he's made this good. Um, and he he's an MVP candidate. That guy's facilitating the offense. He He's a clutch player. He can actually shoot the three. I didn't like DeMar doesn't like shooting the three, but he can do it. In fact, there's a stat in clutch time. DeMar has never missed a three pointer in clutch moments of a game. He is 100% from the three point line. Dude, in clutch wow. Have wow. you ever seen a back to back game winner? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's unprecedented. It's uh, it's ridiculous. And they weren't I, like easy shots too. He took one of them running off one leg, like a like yeah. a Kobe over D Wade yeah, type thing, but he just easy. he just swished it. How do you like that reference there, Moynak? Kobe over dude, D-Wade. that was a that was a great game and <laughs> dude, great shot. Um, but yeah, just rounding out the Chicago Bulls. I mean, um, Alec Caruso. I've been a fan of him, but he's quite he guys should have. He's not going to be a defensive player of the year, obviously, but he should be a defensive one, either first team or second team. 
Uh, he is really good on defense. And then I actually went to go see the Pistons against the Bulls, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? And I saw Nikola Vucevic in person. And um, wow, uh, I thought he was a soft guy. He, oh, the guy can man the paint. And he's a bruiser. I, yeah, yeah, he's a bruiser. And an if I had to create a team, I would not, like, I wouldn't, I would consider him. The guy is a great post player. And I love that good post presence. So, yeah, um, sorry, Chicago. I'm sorry um, to my neighbors. Um, you know, you guys are pretty good. And I was, I was hard on you. Detroit always. <laughs> But Detroit, yeah, Detroit, uh, Detroit versus everybody, right? Um, <laughs> but the, the second, uh, so it's a two-hard <laughs> apology to the LA Lakers, the fan bases of LA, and LeBron James. There we go. There we go. LeBron James, there we go. I've been hard on you a lot. Uh, and LeBron James, a player, is not a problem for that team. He is doing so well for that team. I mean, I, I look at his stats. The guy is averaging 29 points a game, uh, six assists. Uh, his field goal percentage is higher than average. Uh, Dude, the three-point percentage. Talk about the three-point percentage. It's 36.2. It's not great. Uh, 37%. Mean, it's Dude, it's great for his career, man. It's, yeah, fine for And the volume man. that he's shooting at now? It, it's, it's, it's fine. I and mean, it's, it's nothing spectacular, but it's, it's, it's good for him. I mean, LeBron is, a, is a, however old he is. What is he, 37? Disgusting or? to see. Uh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. I mean, yeah, LeBron James, the player, is not a problem. So, LA, um, you know, you don't deserve this, and LeBron is not your <laughs> issue. The problem is, and this is this is who is just like who deserves the blame for uh, the LA Lakers struggles. It's LeBron James, the GM. My God, LeBron James is an awful GM for that team. I mean, the guy, no one, no NBA GM would think about having Russell Westbrook and trade all your defensive assets for Russell Westbrook, unless you have LeBron on your team. Why are you so, blaming the real GM? I'm no, because no real GM would do it. Rob Polinka's in the pocket of LeBron James. LeBron James is the one that wanted that. I'm sure Rob Polinka's even looking at the, uh, for uh, the Buddy Heel trade. He wanted the Buddy Heel trade. The trade was out there. It leaked. And then like yeah. LeBron's like, no, I want Russ. So, I have a hard yes. time believing that. Russ, like LeBron you, James. You, come on, Neil. Come on, like there was no. He definitely, obviously, has LeBron a great save. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he has like, I don't know if he has like final cut for the roster. Like, come on, I mean, if yeah, he, he did it, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked and surprised if he didn't. He does. I mean, if LeBron, because this is what LeBron's going to do. He's going to threaten, like, all right, I can walk out of this contract this year unless I get the, I don't get the players I want. And that's exactly LeBron James as a GM. He goes to teams, went to Miami, and thank God for Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade for a little bit that he didn't ruin them to like shreds. Went to Cleveland. Traded all their assets for the players he wanted at that time. Left that team in the dust. LeBron James, the GM. Whoa, whoa, dude, stop! Whoa, whoa, what do you What do you mean not, left the team in the dust? dust. Not, <laughs> he won them a championship. He won the, when he left. What would they? They were in the dust. No, they to Carno's to Carno's point, LeBron this past season might be the worst talent evaluator of all time. He literally got rid of of Alex Caruso, who's, yeah, who's now kind of becoming a rising that, yeah, star in this a, league, yeah. and replaced oh. him with with geriatrics and Russell Westbrook, like just an awful GM. Also, Trevor Ariza is trash. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're all old. Yeah. They're all, they're old. all LeBron's yeah. friends. Like the only, the only redeeming part of that team is is Malik Monk. Hey, you Stanley got, Johnson. You're man. trotting out DeAndre Jordan, Trevor Ariza, <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony out there. They're they're in their <laughs> mid-30s. Like, there's no chance they're playing any defense, and it shows. They give up an absurd amount of points no every defense. night. Yeah. And so we, like, we talked about Frank Vogel earlier. Like, all right, Frank Vogel's sets are not great. Whose fault is that? Frank Vogel has this team. Like, he's at, like the team's like mid-table. I think they're 17th in the league in defense. And he's doing the best he can with Russell Westbrook. Like LeBron James, he refuses to play defense in the regular season. And uh, like all these players that are not playing defense. Carmelo Anthony, not playing defense. DeAndre Jordan, not playing defense. I agree, I agree. How do you, how can you blame Frank? Like he's going to get fired, unfortunately. But how can you blame him? You, LeBron James is the one that created this team for him. I mean, it's not Rob Plinka. Rob Plinka has no spine. It's LeBron James that created this team for him. And no, it it's awful. beautiful. The, the Lakers are losing in, in beautiful, horrendous fashion uh, on a night-to-night basis against bad teams at that. The Kings, the Pacers, and, and they, they're getting clowned too at the same time. I mean, they're, they're, they're fans hop on Twitter spaces with Russell Westbrook's brother in them. And recently, I think that this was a week and a half ago or something, some fan legitimately hinted to Russell Westbrook's brother that Russ might actually need glasses because of how bad he's shooting. Like it's it's getting bad for the Lakers, and I couldn't be happier. It's it's it, it's like I, I, I obviously I'm a Detroit fan, but like the Lakers fan base is, has been like historically like well like well received about basketball. They know their history. Like they've had James Worthy, all these players, Elgin Naylor. I, I I feel bad for them. I honestly feel bad for them for what LeBron James is doing to this team. 
um, like you don't need to have them, like a single player, single. Okay, is this an apology? Team. Is this an apology? Uh, or I, I apologize to the player. I apologize to the fans. I've apologized, LeBron James, as the player. You, you've the turned GM. the apology into a roast. <laughs> yeah. Miserable, miserable, unbelievable. Anyway, so that I apologize, Lakers fans. Uh, I don't like you, but you deserve better. <laughs> anyway, that, that so Rams, tell me about your apologies. Um, yeah. Um, so I got a couple apologies. I think the first one. Um, I'm going to apologize to the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and historically, I guess not really historically in the last 10 years, there's been a, there's been a bit of bad blood and some tension between Golden State Warriors fans and, and Cavs fans, but it kind of died down when LeBron left and, and, and left Cleveland and went to LA. But, um, you know, quite frankly, the last few years, I've thought nothing of the Cavs. I thought they were going to stink once again this year. I mean, I thought Sexton was a, a ball dominant, uh, kind of a ball hog and not a great player. And, didn't see much from Garland or Isaac Okoro last year, but I mean, they've made some good roster moves this year and, and throughout, throughout their, their downs. I mean, they, Ricky Rubio is out for the season. Um, I think Sexton's out for the season too. They've managed to stay afloat. I mean, they're fifth, they're fifth in the East. They've, they made great draft picks. Evan Mobley is really good. Dylan Windler is pretty solid. Like Laurie Markinen was a pretty good pickup for them. Um, I think they're, they're like a great young team. Garland is an all-star. He's been playing out of his mind. Um, and I think they deserve, they deserve a lot of credit for, for, you know, staying competitive and, and, and potentially making the playoffs this year, which is, can which we talk crazy. about the, can we talk about the resurgence of, uh, Kevin Love off the bench? Yeah. Kevin <laughs> yeah. Love off the bench, come in and shoot threes. He's playing the Eddie house role in the, in the latter, latter <laughs> stages of his career. Um, yeah, but yeah, Eddie definitely, house. definitely the Cleveland Cavs. And then I think, you know, a good comparison for them and, and going into my second apologies, I think they're like the Memphis Grizzlies of the East. Um, and then, yeah, rolling into my second apology would be, would be the Memphis Grizzlies. And I wouldn't call this quite an apology as more of just like, I'm, I'm shocked. And I didn't think it would happen this fast. Like last year, the Grizzlies knocked out the Warriors in the playing game. And I thought, you know what, this is a, you know, going to be a dangerous team come like five years down the road. I didn't think they had the pieces just yet, but I mean, I think they're, you know, if not the best team in the NBA right now, probably number two from, from the last few weeks. I mean, They've got an extremely talented young core. I think John Morant is easily the most fun player to watch in the NBA right now. Like sure. he, I, I have Dog. lead pass for, for one main reason to watch the Warriors, but I always find myself watching Grizzlies games because Jaws is just that electric and that explosive. He balled out again last night. But um, they've got a great young core of players. Desmond Bain is an absolute stud. I think he has a legit shot for most improved player this year. Jaron Jackson is a beast down low. Um, you know, they have De'Anthony Melton is a really good player off the bench and they're doing this all without Dylan Brooks, which is kind of crazy. And when a team like both Cleveland and Memphis can play really big, like Jared Allen and Mobley, and then on Memphis side, they have Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson. It's, it's kind of against the grain of what's commonly used in the NBA today. And I think they're finding success with that sort of style. So shout out to the Grizzlies, man, the next gen Grizz. They're, they're not quite the grit and grind. They're a little more flashy. They have a little more three point shooting, but um, yeah, I think they're just a really, really solid team. They could, they could be, uh, you know, uh, like a dog if they need it. Like they will get in your face. I mean, I don't know if oh, you yeah. guys saw that fight uh, or the fight that Stephen Adams just like carried. Yeah, uh, Stephen Adams just bounced to do. Tony Bradley. The they're not, like, they're not necessarily the the Zach Randolph Grizzlies, but you know, John got it in him though. Like he's yeah. not obviously he's not gonna be like hit you exactly like Debo did, but like um, yeah. my God, like he can he will jaw he will come at you. Like 100%. he reminds me a lot of young Russ. They talk shit. You see Desmond Bain was talking shit to LeBron yeah. a few weeks ago. Like they do not give a, they do not give a fuck about anyone. And I don't think they're a team that anyone wants to face in the playoffs because they literally, they play like they have nothing to lose and they're a bunch of young mm-hmm. guys and they have a shit ton of energy. I think Steven Adams is the oldest guy on that yeah. team. Yeah. So super, super dangerous. You know, I, I was pretty critical of the uh, Steven Adams Valanciunas trade because I loved Valanciunas. I thought he was a great fit for that team. The guy's a beast down low. It's impressive to see that they're still doing this with, without him, given that where Steven, yeah, yeah where, where Steven Adams is in his career, age-wise, and and uh, you know, he's a, he's a defensive beast, better actually, yeah. because like yeah. Steve, Jonas Valanciunas, he's great, but he needs touches. Where Steven Adams doesn't require any offensive touches, yeah. and now you just let the backcourt be the backcourt, like Ja do his thing, give it off to uh, whoever Dylan Brooks if he needs to, or give Jaron Jackson the point off, uh, like you know, on the shoulder of the key. Um, he's, he's fantastic. I think this is, yep. this is better. It's a subtraction or addition by subtraction kind of uh, move here. They're, they're deep. I mean, they've got, they've gotten production from guys like, like John Conchar, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's John Conchar. That guy is the biggest riser of the Jitty. last few weeks. Jitty. My God. Yeah. Yes. 
And 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 I think Brandon Clark's been playing well too. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Grizzlies just great great team. I I would not want to face them in the playoffs. So John Carter actually recently had like a twenty rebound game, and they're like they're hyping him up to like get the twenty. Like he's like what eighth or ninth on their on their lineup probably. This guy's getting yeah. a twenty uh, a twenty rebound game. What 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 a team! So, oh, and I almost I almost forgot about my man Slow Mo Kyle Anderson, <laughs> one of the most unique players in the NBA. Shout out to Slow Mo Slow Mo on a fast break. It's an oxymoron, but one of my favorite things to watch. It's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. He literally, I think his his jump shot when I see him shooting threes, like it takes him a good one and a half to two seconds to actually get the ball out. It's it's unbelievable, but it's effective. So shout out to Slow Mo. Thinking about 2K is miserable because that guy is literally <laughs> the slowest guy. Uh, but yeah, we were, like we went right into the rising teams. Like the girlsies are the hottest team, um, even with the injuries. Like they're out with a couple of players. They had a couple of losses, but they are still the hottest team in the NBA. Uh, we talked about the Bulls uh, being a pretty hot team right now. Uh, even they have injuries. I mean, they're out with uh, like uh, Levine, man. Levine's or, yeah. Levine's hurt. Yeah, I, Levine's I the hurt. Bulls, the Bulls and the Warriors are kind of on this same sort of trajectory where they start off as like the early season darlings, but they're facing a little adversity now, and it's be interesting to see. I mean, the Bulls have been just decimated by injuries. Like they, Patrick Williams out. Yeah, uh, Lonzo's yep. out for six to eight weeks now. Yeah, they don't have a power forward on their on their roster right now. They yeah. don't have one. Um, it's it's it, they're just been so hurt. Um, but the thing is, like the Bulls are still the top team. I think they're either one or two. They're fighting between Miami for the I top. I think seed. now they're. I think now they're two. But yeah, yeah, the Bulls. I mean, shout out to Io Desumu. That that kid's been playing out of yeah. his mind. Yeah, he is. Um, I mean, every time. So I went to the Bulls game, and every time he gets on the court, the people of Illinois. He's the darling of Illinois. People love Io Desumu, and that guy. He's a hustle player. He'll figure out his sets later. Like he'll figure out what he needs to do to fit in the offense. But my God, this guy, he's not afraid of going against, uh, like, I think Isaiah Stewart was like uh, trying to bully him in the paint it was not happening. And Isaiah Stewart, you don't want to fuck with that dude. I mean, look what LeBron tried uh, and it didn't work. So like, you don't want to fuck with uh, Isaiah Stewart. That's crazy. This guy, he's a madman. Yeah, uh, yeah. To be fair to Beef Stew, I do think LeBron probably got the better of that altercation with the blood on his face and whatnot. But <laughs> yeah, you don't want to fuck with Beef Stew. I don't know. I mean, Beef like LeBron looks like a bitch after that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna have like people like, oh, putting that Beef Stew's coming after him. And LeBron's like, look, there's a, a meme that came like, all right, if I had a player in the NBA, would I rather have LeBron or Beef Stew playing running back, where he just go through and get 80 yards per carry? <laughs> I cannot be stopped. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, the Bulls, um, great team, great rising team, and another rising team, even though they had their injuries. And but when Draymond comes back, they're gonna be fine. Is the Warriors? Um, I think uh, they're having some defensive issues. Uh, they're just getting a lot of points, mm, a lot of points yeah. scored on the last yeah. couple of games. Uh, but they'll be fine. It, it's just like you know, getting Clay and Clay is not playing like Clay. Clay's right now just getting his shot. He's trying to shoot a lot. Shoot or shoot, dude. He's yeah. yeah he's. I mean, I think anyone who thought Clay was just going to magically come back and be yeah, yeah. and be Clay Thompson was is 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 ridiculous. But yeah, we'll we'll get into the Warriors a little bit later as well. Yeah, um, I, I, like before we like, I think we can get started on the Warriors like right right now. Just a couple things, a couple of their teams like you know, my abs are rising, even though fake fake rising. But uh, we can talk about it in another pod. I mean, they, um, they they've got some good wins, and I think they're they're a tough team to play in Dallas for sure. They're, yeah, they're it's just hostile yeah. hostile hostile arena. Hostile American Airlines Arena. Uh, I mean, their their crowd gets wild, and I think Luca's been playing a lot better recently. But yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't think they'll do any damage in the playoffs. It, it's too heavy utilization on one player. It's, it's very hard to maintain that. Um, but let me quickly touch on the following teams. Um, the Brooklyn had an injury. Uh, KD's out for uh, four to six weeks, I think. Um, so he's going to be out for the All Star game. Yeah, and probably not going to be back. Immunize Kyrie is there to save them. Yeah, I thought we were going to make it through this podcast without talking about Kyrie, but th- there you go, Neil. Never. Just inserted it right there. I will, I will I will, slander his name every podcast if I must. I mean, when he comes back, he's playing great, but it, I feel so bad for that. Like, I should apologize to the fans of the Brooklyn uh, Nets, too, and Steve Nash, because, like, you believe in team chemistry and Kyrie rotation, just It's you. a rotation disaster. Like, I don't know why they're doing that. And, and they, yeah, and they need the bodies. So I get why. Uh, but um, It's kind of impressive, though, that, like, the guy plays every eight days, and when he comes in, he can just drop a 20-piece. Well, yeah, he's like, an all-star player. Of course he can do that. But He's a generational like, talent. It's just, yeah. uh, he's he's definitely one of the best, most most skilled players of all time, yeah. if not Skilled, any. for sure. Although I will say this. I don't think like, – I think Kyrie should not be in the Hall of Fame because of this bullshit thing that he just did this year. I think this should be the game to get him out. Like, will no, he will definitely the team get game. the Hall of Fame. I know he's he got, will. He's got, like, the most iconic shot in NBA yeah. history yeah. almost. I know he will be. 
uh, I don't think he should be. If it was me, like if I had to vote, I would not because because the team like he's not a team player. Like if you're if to represent really the basketball, it's like he's to not. be like a, a icon he, of basketball. And on every team he's been on, he's not a team. Uh, uh, most importantly, the Celtics, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Like I heard something recently where it was like, why would like questioning why KD chose to team up with Kyrie? Because KD, if you see him on, like on social media, everything he's just all about. You know, I just want to play basketball. That's yeah. all I want to do. Yeah. It doesn't seem like Kyrie really wants to play all the time. No, no. Kyrie's. I feel like last off his basketball at this point. He's got so much. Yeah. His Twitter is something else, but yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah. So we all have our issues at Kyrie, but like, sorry for Brooklyn. You know, it sucks for you. Um, Lakers falling. We already discussed them. Frank Vogel's <laughs> gonna get fired like this week, uh, unfortunately. Not his fault, <laughs> but. Um, Blame it's LeBron beautiful stuff watching the watching the lakers implode watching us get to this stage of, of lebron where the coach is getting firing rumors and and his team is not performing the way he did the fact that he deleted that tweet that he posted at the beginning of the season <laughs> keep talking about my squad i wish i could retweet that every loss that the lakers have it's it's gorgeous he i mean this guy's run that team to the ground at lebron so okay, I'm, right. I'm, you already apologize we'll move past it yeah then. and then the last <laughs> thing that's falling is the hawks um you know unfortunate um they, they were supposed shit to, show, dude. Yeah, complete, complete shit show of a team. Yeah. They they made it's a crazy trade, how so. far they've fallen. It's crazy how far they've fallen. Yeah, I, they did the same thing last year. They started off fourteen and twenty last year, then went on a run. And then uh, I mean, last year they fired their coach. This year they made a trade. They traded for um, Kevin Knox in the first round pick. They traded away Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill in the second round pick. Um, so you know, maybe addition by subtraction, they're getting rid of a cancer in the locker room, and it might improve. But uh, I mean, they did win against Minnesota. Uh, but um, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's tough to see from a conference uh, finalist. Uh, another trade that happened was uh, the Celtics traded Juan Hernan and Gomez. Uh, Spurs traded Ben Forbes and the Nuggets traded Bull Bull and PJ Tozier. So it was a three-team trade where uh, Celtics, uh, the Spurs got Hernan Gomez, uh, the Nuggets got uh, Bryn Forbes, and the Celtics got Bull Bull and PJ Dozier. Pistons are supposed to get Bull Bull. I don't know how this <laughs> has happened. This whole ordeal makes no sense. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, and then the last trade that happened uh, was the Cavaliers traded Denzel Valentine uh, to the New York Knicks. L.A. traded Rajon Rondo to the Cavaliers. And then L.A. Lakers traded Brad Newland, Wang Lin, the draft rights to him, to the uh, New York Knicks. So oh. not many trades have happened. Uh, yeah, Wang Lin, I think um, he's like a prospect. That from... went, went through one year and out the other. Not lie. <laughs> he's a prospect from uh, China. Um, I, don't, I think he, he's been there for a while. Like Wang Lin, I think, was uh, drafted many years ago but you guys remember yi jin yan jian yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yi Jin Lin. but uh yeah the god second himself. coming of yao ming that never was never happened yeah <laughs> uh, but i mean we got what two three weeks until um trade deadline so i'm expecting better news in the trade front a lot of woge tweets coming coming soon Oh yeah. yeah, Jeremy Grant might be gone soon, which yeah, is Woj, Woj and free agent Shams Tarani are just free agent going at, it on, free agent, going at yeah. it on Twitter. He's a free. He's not in the athletic anymore. No, dude, well, I just bought an athletic subscription for him. His <laughs> no, dude, he's he's contract up. He's a free agent. Get him back, athletic. I need him. I just bought your. I need. Should, I paid you guys should. money. Give me a, Give me him. They should get him back, but I don't know if they will. Um. But yeah, that's that's the update to the league. Um. But um. We have Rams on this pod to talk about the Warriors. So uh, Neil and uh, Rams talk to us about, um, you know, the Warriors and the state of the, the, give us a state of the union address on the Warriors. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go, go into a quick diatribe on the Warriors here. I mean, the last month, it's just been kind of a wild ride of emotions, right? Like you start off the season so hot. I mean, everyone's, you know, calling you championship contender saying, you know, wait till Clay comes back. And then you have a, a mid-season kind of break with, all right, everyone's chasing the record, chasing the Steph Curry record. Everyone's watching for that. And since then, and, and sort of since, I guess, Christmas, it's been a weirdly rough patch for the Warriors in which I think the role players have regressed a little bit. I think you think you, you, Otto Porter was, was playing lights out. Um, you know, Poole was playing pretty damn well. Um, everyone was kind of in a good rhythm and flow. And then these last couple of weeks, Starting from the top, I mean, Steph has had probably one of the worst slumps of his career. I don't even know if you can call it a slump. He's just been playing poorly, not just shooting, um, but, you know, a lot of, lot of turnovers, which has been terrible. And I think with that, they, they, were, they were slumping a little bit. Then Clay comes back, and, and I think that energized the team a little bit. But, you know, thinking that Clay was going to come back and just be Clay Thompson and, and be able to produce at, at that level was, uh, you know, wholeheartedly unrealistic. And I think – the, the team has to figure out how to play with Klay Thompson. They still haven't had him, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry on the court together at once. So that's definitely going to be something to watch. And I think with, with Clay right now on his minutes restriction, 
he's getting five minute bursts where they're trying to get him the ball and shoot like 20 times in a, in a game. So that obviously will change when Draymond Green comes back, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a weird, weird stretch to the, for the Warriors losing to Indiana a couple nights ago was, mm, was really, really rough. I think that was just a, a clear case of, of lack of effort from them. And, and while, you know, Draymond's been out and, and you'd think that they're struggling more on the defensive end, their defense has kind of been keeping them in these games and it's not really what's causing them struggles right now, but learning to play without Draymond is something that the Warriors have to figure out. I mean, if he's going to go out, they have to figure out how to move the ball. Like a lot of their offensive sets have just been ending out in duds or turnovers recently. And I think with Draymond out with Draymond on the floor, playing Steph off ball works, right? Because you always have that threat of a playmaker on the floor and Draymond just is in such good synergy with Steph in terms of getting him the ball. But with, with Draymond out, I think Steph has to be more aggressive in, in playing on ball rather than off ball, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of plays and, in, in consecutive possessions where Steph doesn't touch the ball and that just can't happen. Can't happen with you can't, you cannot have six possessions in a row or a five minutes stretch where Steph doesn't at least get a shot off. And I think with that, he's not been able to get in a rhythm, which is he's a purely rhythm player. But I mean, with Draymond coming back with clay getting more integrated, I think they'll start to work the kinks out. That being said, I still, I don't think they'll make it out of the Western conference. I still think the Suns are the best team in, in the West. Um, but if if Clay can if they can manage to get better integrated to Clay if, if Poole and Wiggins can come back to the form that they were in sort of in the in the earlier season then I think they'll be they'll be back on track. But yeah, right now I mean, point point blank, Steph just has to play better, and I think he knows that. I think hopefully last night's buzzer beater will inject some more energy back into the team and, and sort of get him going more. But um, yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty ugly to watch over the he's, last month. Not gonna lie. Steph is due for a slump. I, I still think they'll make it out the West, honestly. Clay's got a lot of time to figure it out. He does. He does. And and I mean, I think one of the other things with that too, with not just Clay, is like when the Warriors play teams that have a lot of size down low, Looney just gets absolutely bodied. Like they need Aiden the thing, eats, man. What's Wiseman's what's Wiseman's timetable look like? I don't know. I, I think they they're trying to put him on that same clay path where uh, they're playing him in three on three, then they'll play him in five on five, then they'll send him to the G League and see what his yeah. conditioning looks like. But I mean, Aiton just eats Looney for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They should have should have signed Boogie. <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 no. Didn't Boogie just get picked up by someone? Yeah, by the yeah. By who? The Nuggets. Nuggets, yeah. And that dude used to be such a beast. But, yeah, I mean, I think the Warriors will, will work the kinks out. I think, you know, heading into All-Star break will be good for this team. It's always good. Steph always surges after the All-Star break, so I'm just hoping that he can end up above 40% from three this season. But, yeah, I think I think once Draymond comes back, they'll, they'll start to figure things out. What's crazy about this Warriors team is, so when Clay was out, I think Clay went out in 2019. Uh, he's never played with Andrew Wiggins. He's never played with um, Otto Porter, never played with uh, GP2, uh, never played with Jordan Poole. Like all these players, like figuring out how to play with Clay is going to be so different for them because yeah, the Warriors played. What's that? I was going to say, yeah, he's only played with Andre Iguodala, Kevon yeah. Looney, and mm-hmm. Steph. And yeah, that's going to be yeah. something to figure out. And I think to, to your point, when you just mentioned, I think the two bright spots for the Warriors, even in this slump, though, has been. Gary Payton Jr. Obviously, I think he's legitimately at times been the best player on the floor. Like he all every time he comes in, fast break to a dunk. Yeah. And also the development and run that Jonathan Kaminga has been getting. I mean, the kid is is a stud. I like he's Kaminga, insanely athletic. And I think if the Warriors are going to make a run, Kaminga is going to get. Um, Kaminga is going to need need to be a big part of that because I think they they need his defensive playmaking ability as well as like. He, he just attacks the rim and gets to the line, which which helps the Warriors get into um, a better groove than just chucking up threes. Minga is pretty much like Anthony Edwards 2.0, except, you know, not, I mean, neither of them have a great basketball IQ, in my opinion, at least on the offensive end. <laughs> uh, but if you can just, like, Steph Curry, for, you know, being not a true point guard, he's like more of a, like an off-the-ball shooter, like not playmaker point guard, but has a great basketball IQ. So if him and Draymond can teach him a little bit more about, you know, choose your moments choose your spots Kaminga's gonna be like not an all-star but maybe like an all-nba third team uh player um you know in the in the future that guy a lot of people are hard on him but i I like him a lot and moses moody too like he's in the depths you know he's playing in the g league right now but watch out for moses moody i mean that guy's like what uh 19 20 years old if that moody's moody's averaging like 35 in the g league right now watch out 
it, it, this team is like the Warriors have, have built a Death Star uh, that right now may be like our aging players, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a long run for the Warriors, longer than I just people expect. I just question how they match up with the Suns because I, I I do think that the Suns are better equipped to beat them. Uh, just given right now, the, right the, now. the Warriors. Yeah. The Warriors do have a tendency where they go into the playoffs and the rotation is just not as strong where, you know, it, it falls on the shoulders of Steph. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how well these uh, these third and fourth options like the Wiggins and the uh, and, and the Jordan pools, uh, uh, you know, come in and how, how well can they contribute in the playoffs? Because because otherwise, I think the way that the Suns are built right now with with Bridges uh, you know, Johnson, obviously Booker and, and, and Chris Paul, but, but Aiden down low, like they're just built right now to, to beat the Warriors. This Mac Biombo coming in and, and providing productive minutes for the Suns legitimately. Like, he's Dude, you never well. know, right? Like who's that one little point guard who just came Cam, in and campaign campaign. campaign. Yeah. Dude, just campaign. Lit, lit up. Look, the, the guy that looks like a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> the dancer is uh, inside the NBA calls him. Now the Suns are, the Suns are stacked and they're dangerous. It's gonna be. I, I'm very. I'm very much looking forward to a Suns uh, Milwaukee rematch. I think it'll be much more intriguing this year. I don't want a rematch. Give me some new teams. I think it's be good. That was such a good series last year. It was definitely such a good series. I, I want it. I want it. I want it so bad. Uh, but um, one last thing I was gonna mention is, uh, you know, when you when you're in the playoffs and you're in the finals, like your starters are playing forty a, min- a game. It's no longer the rotations that we expect right now. It's not like you play the forty minutes or forty five. Um, so we. It all comes down to is the is the Golden State starting five better than the Suns starting five, and it can kind of go both ways. Um, the Suns have the size, Golden State has the the chemistry and the finesse. So yeah, I, I'm I mean it's really gonna it's really all gonna come down to how well Clay can get his legs under him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was inches away from hitting the panic panic button if they would have lost the Rockets last night, but we'll we'll hold off on that for now. <laughs> all right, but yeah, all right, I mean, guys, the Warriors are great. Um, yeah, let's move on. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, today's actually the, the last day for NBA all-star voting. It, it, it ends tonight. So they're going to release the starters, uh, on the 27th. So in the spirit of, uh, of all-star weekend coming up in, in February, we wanted to go through our top picks for starters and then who we think our key reserves are going to be both on the East and Western side of, uh, of the conferences. So I think this should uh, warrant some spirited debate in terms of, uh, you know, who we think should make the cut. I personally think uh, out of both of the conferences, there's probably four locks that we'll probably all be in agreement on. It's probably the fifth fringe player who's going to be the starters. And then I think we can get into a pretty healthy debate on the reserves. But maybe uh, maybe to kick things off, uh, let's... uh, Maybe, maybe let's do this. Let's, uh, let's go through my, my picks on the Western side, and then we can debate where we think uh, who should be in and who should be out. Good. Cool. So on the, on the Western Conference, uh, I think you got to start with Jokic and Steph, um, filling out the one in five positions. I think those guys are locks. And then yeah. here's where I think there could be a little bit of debate. I think, I think LeBron definitely has to be in there just because yeah. second, yeah, second, second in points per game. Been he on has tear. To. He has Don't to. justify it. He's in there. All right, all right, just 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 sussing out you guys right now. Um, okay, and then we got I, I personally have John Morant in there and then I Devin Booker. Uh yeah, filling I think out I the agree with this. Oh, Devin Booker? I do. Like who's who's the back court? Who's the front court? So Devin. I would put at Steph Jaw, Devin Booker in the in the three position, and then LeBron Jokic. I think the argument here is to get Gobert in there if there's a way at five, no. but What's he gonna do? Cry again if he doesn't make the starting starting All Star lineup? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm surprised. Devin Booker is a three. Okay. I mean, the, it's the All Star game. I, I think yeah. I think you I think you got to put the best players in there right now, and I, I I think I agree with Moynak. Yeah. Wow. All right. I'm surprised because I, there's a player that I had that uh, I mean I agreed with you on four of the five. Instead of Devin Booker, um, the player I put in was uh, Draymond Green. Get Not, out of no. here, dude! Stop, stop, man. stop! stop. stop. Draymond Green is a starter. Not a starter. Not well, a starter. Dude, I have, can't I have certain average things under where ten I... points a game and be a starter. Yeah, defense, man. Defense wins championships. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Gobert matter. is the best defensive player in the league, and he's yeah. averaging like nine points a game. Wait, what? Yeah. Gobert is the best defensive player in the year in the league. 
maybe. I don't Dude, know. maybe. He I think there's like an argument. DP, yeah. I, I think if you're talking about total team defense and impact, it's got to be Draymond. It's Draymond. Okay, all right. Regardless, he can't be an all-star starter. No, like that's just not possible. Yeah, I don't know about starter. I mean, <laughs> looking at the voting right now, it looks like my boy, uh, my boy Wiggins might. That guy's <laughs> <might, laughs> not even on my all star team, but yeah. Okay, I think he'll be a reserve, and, and I think he does yeah, actually he, deserve he an deserves to be, this year. He deserves, but... he, deserves a, he deserves to be an all star, but not a starter. All right, so <laughs> all of you third. guys agreed on the, uh, the starting five besides me. Is that yeah. is that what I'm sounding sound yeah. right? Okay, but here, here here's a debate, and that I, I, I you know want to fit in there uh what about donovan mitchell over devin booker i have no idea what the jazz are doing at all times in the regular season the jazz are frauds dude they've been slumping hard recently and and i mean donovan mitchell i i like him i think he plays he's a a good player but his efficiency is so terrible like he'll just chuck up shots and get numbers his his pr is better than devin booker's actually right now and he's averaging more points a game because it's because donovan is like the go-to of the team right there's no one else that can like do what he does on the team at least devin booker has chris paul but controversial opinion i don't think donovan mitchell is the best player on that team i think it's uh Rudy Gobert is no he, Donovan Mitchell is one hundred percent the best player on the Jazz. I think Rudy Gobert, like if, if it came down to MVP voting, Rudy Gobert would get more MVP votes than Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, I, defense is so underrated in today's game, but the guy is like if you take him out, that team is terrible. When you put him in, at least they have a chance. Um, I don't know about terrible, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I I don't think I would put Donovan Mitchell over Devin Booker just because I think Booker has been playing really well recently, and the Suns are the best team in the league, yeah, or yeah. at least in the West. That, that, yeah, I agree. All right, okay. So then, and then, if you had to, if you had to round out the reserves, oh, yeah. uh, here, here's some names just based off the five that we selected. So if we go with LeBron, Jokic, Steph, Ja, and Devin Booker, your your reserves would be Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Draymond Paul, yep. Chris Paul, Doncic, yep. Uh, yeah, Carter, you're gonna get so mad at me, Cat. Lillard, Aiton, Aiton, and Anthony Edwards. That, that's what I have as, as just the side. No Draymond? No, no Draymond? No Wiggins? Uh, no Wig, dude, no Wiggins. No but, wig- yeah, maybe no Wiggins. Uh, let, let, let's debate it. Let's debate. Let's I go think Wiggins it. is shooting above 40% from three this year. That's true. 19 points a game in respect to role player. He's a role player, though. That's the thing. He can play some defense. He's a pretty good two way player. I think, all right, this may be my complete bias showing, but I think Wiggins deserves his first, first all star nod. All right, who would you take out then? Like, who would you put him instead of? Because so you only get said, 50, 12 spots. So yeah. So you said you said Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Take out I think Edwards. I take out, I think both I take of those I disagree Edwards. with though. Take out I think Edwards. I think I take out Edwards for Edwards. Wiggins for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I, Edwards, I think Edwards doesn't. Who, who else did you say? You said you said. Uh, did you see Damian Lillard? I did have Lillard in there. Hell no. No, I not played. I take out Dame and put in Draymond. Even before the injury, Dame has had a terrible season. Yeah. I think think that's due to his what his injury was nagging, but no chance Lillard should make the make the all-star. He wouldn't even play. Yeah. 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 So yeah, when I did my ranking, I didn't put any injuries. Like so Kevin Durant or any of that. Like they're out for me just because, you know, for the for the purposes of the game. Uh but I'm surprised the one player you didn't have is DeJounte Murray. You didn't have DeJounte Murray? Uh, I actually, get it. That's a good one. It's true. so good. This, oh, Almost yeah. forgot about Dejounte. Yeah, he's going on. He's he's he deserves some. Like yeah. give him some flowers. Um, Over. But yeah, but I, think about think about how guard heavy the the team is already. You got Chris Paul, Doncic, Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, who doesn't play in the post. You know the guys okay. play shooting fifty six percent from the top of the uh, <laughs> of the three point line. Get Cat in there, man. I think Cat's been. I think Cat's been pretty good this year. Yeah. Dude, he's yeah. gonna be a 50, 40, 90 guy. Put him as like, a guard then. Put him as a guard. He's not a center. Put him as a guard. No, but yeah, to your, to your guard-heavy thing, that's why I think I'd put Draymond and, and Wiggins in over over Lillard and, and Anthony Edwards. Definitely over Lillard. And Anthony Edwards, I don't think, deserves an all-star nod yet. I think in I think in a couple yeah. years he'll couple be an all-star. Years, yeah. but Maybe next year, but not this year. Okay, so, so we, uh, think, we think DeJounte is a, is a fringe candidate. I think DeJounte yeah, is a lot he's like this the, year. He's like the best player on that team by a long shot. Fringe. Fringe for sure. It yeah. just sucks that the, the Spurs have like no national TV yeah. recognition this year. And yeah, I mean, people are always think this for like think about Demar Derozan the last couple of years. He was good. Everyone's saying, "Oh, Demar's in the trenches. Demar sucks." No, Demar was great, well, but the Spurs yeah. just don't get that attention. Yeah. Um. I mean, they were a playing team last year. Um. Anyway, there's another player that um. I think do you guys all agree with him besides the the, the blasphemy of uh Anthony Edwards? And yeah. Other, otherwise, I agree. Besides Edwards and Lillard, blas- uh, Edwards and Lillard. Yeah. Out. Okay. But. So I also had DeAndre Ayton in there, which I don't think I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, put I, I didn't. I didn't in there. too much. 
Yeah, not, not yet. That might, yeah, that was I was pushing it a little bit, but uh, that was my. I think he deserves point. to get paid in the off season, but yeah, I don't know, but that, that he does. Yeah, but oh wow, I can't believe he put. Should we go to the east and not? Yeah, um, yeah, let's go to the east. All right, so okay, locks. This is this is unquestionable. Durant, Embiid, Giannis. So I don't have Durant because of the injury thing, but yes, I believe that. But uh, he's gonna get yeah, the yeah, nod. I believe he's, yes, yes, he's gonna get the nod. They said Durant, Embiid. DeRozan has to be a starter. DeRozan has to be a starter. Yeah, yeah. Durant. He's having the best season of his career. Yeah, who's the point? Who's the point guard? DeRozan. Okay, here's here's where the point guard Spurs debate. It's I think Trey Young. Bad season for the Hawks, but dude, the guy's shooting twenty seven percent. He's the most important offensive player. He's the best point guard in the East. I'm gonna come with the Hawks. I said that earlier. I don't think so anymore. I'm gonna come out with a hot tier. I think Fred Van Vliet should start. Over yes. Stop. Yeah. 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 Yes. Fred Van Vliet yes. is not a starter, dude. Fred yes. Van no. Fred Van Vliet's a starter. Mind this. He's the only thing that's fun yeah. to watch about the Raptors. And yeah. I mean, it's let alone being an all-star, I think he deserves to be an all-star starter. Dude is dude is balling right. He now. is balling, but yep. I think Trey will probably get it over him. I mean, yeah, Trey is more fun to watch, yeah. but I think Van Vliet is is a hell of a player. Oh my God! I, I think you should make the, right I think he should be an All Star for sure. But like, dude, he's averaging twenty two points versus twenty seven that Trey. Yeah, Young but he has. plays defense. He, he defensive all team. Yeah, Trey Young does not play defense team. at yeah. all. Yeah. We don't rate defense as highly as we should. Like Fred Van Vliet for a tiny guy, six foot guy, probably six foot in shoes. Yeah, plays fantastic down defense. Yeah. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet still triggers me from from the finals against the Raptors, but um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I think I mean Trey Trey will Trey will probably get the nod, but I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Fred Van Vliet. Hundred percent an All Star though for sure, Van Vliet. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so all right, so let let's slot Trey in there for now, but let's keep we'll keep uh, yeah, Van agree. Fleet in the reserves. Where does Harden fit in all of this? Reserve. Reserve. Probably Prince reserve. Reserve. Yeah. Prince he's been playing reserve, well. Reserve, probably. Yeah. He's been he's been hot recently. He's been playing well. Recently. Yeah. As of late. Yeah. Recently bias kind of gets there, but like it, it, he's a fringe reserve. Yeah. Okay. So then so now, okay. I think Jimmy Butler should be a reserve. Less games played, but he's still I don't as a starter. Because because of Durant. Um like Durant was out. I put him as a starter. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. So so Harden, Butler, Levine, uh, yeah, Levine in the yeah. reserves. We said Van Fleet. Um, well, okay, I think here, Darius Garland, Darius yeah. Garland should be a reserve. Yeah. Okay. Here, here I, I, let me let me just round out the three that I had and the fringe ones we can debate. But I had Beal, Tatum, and Sabonis. Wow, I had none of those. Sabonis, Tatum, Tatum you got to put Tatum in. Like, I put Jalen Brown over Tatum. Yeah, I put Jalen Brown over Tatum. You can, how do you how do you not let a guy who's at, he's twenty six he's averaging twenty six a game? How do you how do you not defense? He's not. The uh, I think defense. I think I think probably Tatum deserves to be in there. I don't yeah. think Bradley Beal has really been doing anything of of yeah. of note this year. Uh, not that I, I don't really he's, watch the Wizards, yeah, but he's scoring I think you got to give it to Garland yeah. over Beal. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I, I actually did not have Garland because I was trying to do like, you know, the center, the guard center, guards forwards thing. Uh, but he deserves it. If, if I, I hate the fact that I have Trey Young and LaMelo Ball as, as some of my starters, um, but, uh, or not my starters, start up some of my all-stars, but, uh, it's cause of the, fa- the fan base. But if it was me, it would be Garland without a doubt. Uh, he should be a star, an all-star. What, uh, what do we think about, uh, Bridges as an all-star? I don't have him in there either. I have him in there. Um, oh. I'm surprised there are a couple players that uh, I have in here that uh, were not mentioned. Um, Evan Mobley should be a reserve. I was about to say Jared that. Allen first, dude. And Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. Yeah, I think Jared right. Allen's better. Jared Allen and Evan now, Mobley but... are my two uh, reserve uh, big men. I mean, given how good the Cavs are this year, I think they definitely deserve one spot. Yeah. Someone yeah. from the Cavs needs to probably make Jared just Allen. Team. Probably yeah. Jared Allen. I'll, although I think Evan Mobley is better than Jared Allen. Honestly, like Jared Allen has the pedigree, but Evan Mobley is should be an all defense, maybe first team player this potentially, year. Potentially, uh, he's a rookie of the year lock. He's a rookie of the year lock, barring any injury. And the guy's like a decent, like an offensive player. He can shoot from three. He can shoot the post. He, he is great, and he's so smart. Like he should be an all star this year. I think this guy's a, a rookie that we have not seen the likes of for many years in terms of just pure IQ. And he deserves an all star selection. If Luka Doncic got it his first year, I think uh, Evan Mobley should get it. Should be an all star uh, this year. I think I think he'll be a, an all star for years to come. I just don't think he'll they be an all star this, this year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so yeah, I mean, you you had um uh what's it called um Bradley Beal. I didn't have that. I I I don't think you had Lamelo Ball either. Um, I don't. But, but you, he, you think Bradley Beal is better than Lamelo Ball this year? I'll swap him. Oh, I, I think Lamelo has been better than Bradley Beal yeah. this year. I think you need to apologize to Lamelo again. You know, you should do it, do it one more time. 
Um, any love for Drew Holiday? He's been injured too much. I would have said, I would have said I mean, Middleton. Yeah, he's been he's been way too injured. I would have said Middleton. Middleton's too injured though too. He's yeah. he hasn't played as many games. Both of them, like Drew Holiday, just came back and he looked rough uh, yeah. against uh, who was he playing? Um, oh, it was uh, Memphis. He looked rough. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's hard to put him in, even though he he deserves to be an All NBA team player later in the year if he as long as he performs, like maybe a third or second team, uh, but not right now. Yeah, probably third. Uh, but no, not true right now. Jalen Brown, um, any love for him? Yes, I have yes. him in instead of yes. Jason Tatum. I would like him in over Tatum, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> the thing about Tatum is Tatum is like the, the game of Tatum is way more sexy than Jalen Brown's. Like Jalen Brown just kind of like he he plays a non flashy uh, <laughs> defense heavy game, whereas Tatum's making those clutch shots and all that, and it looks nice. But Tatum. As a Brown, Brown, Brown does the dirty work, dude. He's like yeah, Brown does the dirty yeah. work. And if I had to choose, like we have the Celtics have to blow it up eventually. Like that Brad <laughs> Stevens needs to trade something. I'd rather have Brown on my team than Tatum, even though Tatum means more to the city. But for someone that wants to play with a player, I think people would rather play with Brown than Tatum. Um, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I still think you put Tatum in over Brown, but I mean, Jalen. It's a fan stuff. thing. Yeah. The fans like Tatum, I think right now, what is he? I think he has like the third or fourth most votes. Um, yeah. So he's going to get in. It's just, I don't, I don't like it at all. Uh, yeah. Tatum has uh, the fourth oh. most votes in the front court. Uh, 1.5 million votes. More, more than Jimmy he'll, Butler. He'll, he'll be a starter. He'll be a starter. Well, no. Oh uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, be Kevin Durant's not going to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's sad. It's sad. Um, Anyway, we'll see how the All-Star game happens. I, I really hope that DeJounte Murray and Fred Van Vliet get their, uh, get their flowers and mm-hmm. Darius Garland, even though I didn't have him uh, because I, I compensated by having two uh, Cavaliers big men, uh, but he deserves to um, be in there. Uh, but we'll see how the All-Star voting goes. Um, yeah. LeBron should also not be the leading point getter on the other side. It should be Steve. <laughs> um, the LeBron bot is. accounts have been, have been working overtime this week. <laughs> everywhere yeah. dude <laughs> it's, it's annoying i mean lebron such a prima donna yeah. hey second in scoring in the league that's pretty impressive right now uh, right number one worst gm in the league as much as i second. hate the as much as i hate the guy he has been balling out and it's beautiful to see that they're wasting a year of his prime oh yeah that, that's yeah. the part that kills me yeah that's, that's the part that is just the dagger <laughs> dude just the, and the thing is like lebron is the lead like you know if you if you're going to be the leader of the team you got to act like it so if, if you want the people to play the good defense play good defense stop sitting around doing nothing like oh i'm going to complain in the corner about my team not having good defense oh this my coach is not putting good defensive sets up this lineup that i created fuck isn't you it? lebron go play defense lebron the player fine offensive great as a defender, fuck you. Go oh and as a hey, playoff we'll defender is good. Yeah, stop. If you'll make it, will you make it to that? Or is it crazy? Is it crazy? Isn't it crazy? We we didn't talk at all about Anthony Davis. Like, who is it? Oh, so we didn't mention Anthony Davis once. <laughs> he's useless. I know he's useless. I agree. He's made of glass. He's not worth bringing up. He's fifth in the All Star rankings. He has two million. The votes. only players That's... other than LeBron worth talking about on the Lakers are are Malik Monk and, yes. and Austin Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> what about Stanley? We're not getting Stanley Johnson. Oh, Stanley, oh, Stanley, Stanley Johnson, Johnson, Johnson and, Johnson, and yeah. Pist- former Pistons great Stanley yeah. Johnson. They always they always shine after leaving Detroit. Of course. <laughs> anyway, this was a great podcast. I enjoyed this. Rams, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, um, of course. Guys, you want to pitch, where can we find you? You can uh, you can find me on, on on Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want. Let's look up my name on Instagram, Nikhil Ramanathan, and then on Twitter, I think my handle is n i k i l r sixty two. So feel free to follow me there if you want to want to see any hot takes I get off about about the Warriors. It's mo- it's mostly complaining about the Warriors, but <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, have- this was this was a blast, fellas. Uh, like in, enjoyed being on here and. And, and loved getting some takes off my chest. If if the Warriors make it deep into the playoffs, I'm sure we'd love to have you back and talk about. Yeah, all yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get a we'll, we'll get a check in. We'll we'll definitely we'll definitely have that happen. Yeah, well, uh, yeah great. Uh, thank you guys, Moynock Neil, uh, for uh, you know to have be on the pod. Uh, we will have another one probably next week or whatever. Uh, but uh, be sure to get your All Star votes in and day today. Um, Vote for Fred Bambi, vote for Darius Garland, vote for your favorite players, but don't, you know, vote for players that are actually playing, uh, not Kyrie Irving, I hope. You <laughs> do not vote for Kyrie Irving. Uh, but yeah, uh, go watch some good basketball. Watch out for All-Star Week or uh, All-Star Weekend. Go watch out for the NBA wild, or NFL uh, Divisional Round. 
Um, they've got some good UFC fights, uh, great hockey going on, a lot of sports going on. Uh, and uh, be safe out there. Uh, follow us, follow us on Twitter, all that good shit. Um, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you again next week. All right. All right. I ain't never had no money, but coming out here trying to give me away. Ain't nobody helping. I was hungry. Fake friends, they just slipping away. Now I got it, so I.